Hey, how's it going, guys? Trying a new setup this morning. Let's see if it works. Hold on a second. Let me fix something. There we go. Oh. So it's Thursday. Thursday, August 20th, 2020. August 20th, 2020. Um, if you, if you wish, I, I'm happy to call it Friday Eve for those of you who are off on Friday, uh, uh, get off on Saturdays, or rather get off for the weekends. I personally do not. Um, <clears throat> so President Barack Obama had something uh, to say yesterday at the uh, DNC. I hope you saw the speech. You can see it all, all over the place online. It was a great speech. It was very, it was a short speech for as far as Barack Obama's speeches go. Uh, but it was, uh, uh, packed with some stuff. I'll give you a, a piece of it. Um, he says, the one constitutional office elected by all of the people is the presidency. So at a minimum, we should expect a president to feel a sense of responsibility for the safety and welfare of all 330 million of us regardless of what we look like, how we worship, who we love, how much money we have, or who we voted for. Now, now remember, there's a couple of thing, important things in that first, that first section. The first thing I should point, point out is, is how uh, anti-gay and anti-trans and so on and so forth he is, but uh, uh, Trump is, because... Um, he, he's, he's caused some serious problems in, in that area. So he doesn't really like all of us. And especially how much money we have. He's giving breaks and money to corporations. Remember, the billionaires are the richest among us, and they've gotten richer in the, in the last year. Well, got considerably. By, uh, oh, man. By the way, Apple. I should write this down so I can talk about this later. Uh, Apple. Of course, I don't have a pen with me. For a brief moment in history yesterday. For a brief moment, Apple's value went up to $2 trillion. Over $2 trillion for a brief moment. That its value, which is more... Uh, 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 more value than all countries in the world except for eight. Apple. Uh, anyway. Okay. I wrote it down. Maybe I'll talk about that later. So that was the first part of it. Then he went on to say, but we should also expect a president to be the custodian of this democracy. We should expect that regardless of ego, ambition, or political beliefs, the president will preserve, protect, and defend the freedoms and ideals that so many Americans marched for and went to jail for, fought for, and died for. I have sat in the Oval Office with both of the uh, men who are running for president. I never expected that my successor would embrace my vision or continue my policies. I did hope for the sake of our country that Donald Trump might show some interest in taking the job seriously, 
that he might come to feel the weight of the office and discover some reverence for the democracy that had been placed in his care. And this is important because he doesn't care about anybody but himself. He's a sociopath. He doesn't feel the weight of the office. He doesn't feel the importance. When I say weight, I mean the importance, not just the stress of the office, the importance of the office. There's a lot of responsibility to fix the world when you're in this office. I'll say this about uh, 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 Bush too, you know, uh, the uh, um, 2000 to 2010, or 2008, that Bush, he started out just like Trump as, as just doing the Republican bidding. But a little later on, it seemed that he felt the weight of the office and started, he, he didn't do much, but he began to act accordingly. He began to realize that everybody was taking advantage of him. Still a horrible president, but at least he began to understand the weight of the office. But Donald Trump, no, not at all. It's never happened. He doesn't care about you and me. He doesn't care about anybody. He only cares about himself. He only cares about getting reelected. He only cares about possibly starting his own dictatorship. And that's why I say, and, and it's been pointed out during this convention that this is how fascism starts. Anyway. hopes that he might come to feel the weight of the office and discover some reverence for the democracy that had been placed in his care. He has no reverence. Um, but he never did. For close to four years now, he's shown no interest in putting in the work, no interest in finding common ground, no interest in using the awesome power of his office to help anyone but himself and his friends, no interest in treating the presidency as anything but one more reality show that he can use to get the intention he craves. Remember, Donald Trump has no friends. Remember that. Michael Cohen pointed that out. Donald Trump has no friends. He craves attention and has no friends because he's an evil person. Nobody wants to be his friend. They know that he'll screw them in, in a second to make a dollar. He went on to say, Barack Obama went on to say, Donald Trump hasn't grown into the job because he can't. And the consequence of that failure, uh, uh, of those failures are severe. 170,000 Americans dead. Millions of jobs gone while those at the top take in more money than ever. Our worst impulses unleashed. Our proud reputation around the world badly diminished and our dem democratic institutions threatened like never before. Every single word of that is true. It's disturbing how much this man has gotten away with it, a true 
Teflon Don. And Trump felt quite uh, threatened by the speeches at the DNC, evident by his multiple tweets, uh, lie tweets, much of them lies. Uh, But the funniest uh, tweet yesterday, well, maybe the funniest, there was two really funny tweets um, uh, from him had had nothing to do with with, uh, the DNC. He tweeted in, in all caps, if you can protest in person, you can vote in person. Which is right after he mailed his ballot. (laughs) He did this. He said this right after he mailed his ballot. And then there was another tweet about him uh, saying that we should, was it Goodyear? He said said everybody should boycott Goodyear tires. I forget for some stupid reason. I I don't know. Um, But the president's limo has special Goodyear tires on them, on it. As Stephen Colbert said, maybe he can uh, remove the uh, Goodyear tires and replace them with Goya beans. <laughs> Remember, Goya Goya beans were being... Uh, oh, forget it. I don't care. <laughs> I just thought it was funny. Anyway, uh, more going on with the president's men. The president's men. So many have gone to prison. So many have been accused of crimes. So many have been convicted of crimes, these president's men. Now, former White House chief strategist Steve Bannon has been arrested after being charged with defrauding hundreds of thousands of donors. Not hundreds of thousands of dollars. Hundreds of thousands of donors. Uh, Through their campaign, We Build a Wall. Uh, um, uh, Bannon, um, his group of uh, uh, conservative, le- uh, conservative leaders, defrauded donors, and that led to raising more than $25 million to build a wall along the southern border of the United States. The others mentioned in the indictment are Timothy Shea, uh, who may, he w- uh, was announced as the acting administrator of the Drug Enforcement Administration. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Brian Colfage, uh, an Iraq uh, a war veteran, and uh, Andrew Badalotto. Uh, uh, prosecutors claim that the defendants collectively received hundreds of thousands of dollars in donor funds from the We Built a, a Wall uh, thing, uh, which they each used in a manner inconsistent with uh, the organization's public representations, according to the indictment. Acting U.S. Attorney uh, Audrey Strauss. Every time they get a, a U.S. Attorney in there, and Trump fires another one, another one takes over and causes more problems for Trump. <laughs> anyway, the uh, uh, U.S. Attorney said in a statement, the defendants defrauded hundreds of thousands of dollars, capitalizing on their interest in fi- uh, funding a border wall to raise millions of dollars under the false pretense that all of the money would be spent on construction while repeatedly assuring donors that Brian Colfage, the founder and public face of We Build the Wall, would not be paid a cent. The the defendants secretly schemed to pass hundreds of thousands of dollars to Colfage, which he used to fund his lavish lifestyle. Major fraud, major prison time. And by the way, the post office helped with this which means it's a federal offense because they were collecting money through the post office. 
So this could be like 20 years. Of course, it's blue. It's a white collar, so so they'll probably get uh, you know a, a slap on the wrist as, uh, under Trump. But hopefully, we we uh, uh, can get him out of office, and uh, uh, he won't he won't be able to pardon anyone this time. He's already done way too much damage in that uh, in that section. Um, so let's start this one by telling uh, about plans. There, there have been plans for the U.S. Postal Service to add banking, which would allow uh, the poor to access uh, access to banking services. Uh, because some people just can't get into banks. It's too expensive, and, and there needs to be a national bank. Just like there are some state banks. And, and you remember, during the 2008 uh, uh, crisis, financial crisis, when, when the economy crashed, the states that were protected from major crashes had their own state banks. So there needs to be alternatives to private organization. I don't know why private organizations, especially uh, the, uh, I believe there's only seven uh, banks right now, seven major banks right now that own 99% of the market or something. It's crazy. Um, I don't know why they're so afraid of competition. Anyway, uh, big banks don't want want the competition. So what should they do? Uh, because they don't want the post office to add banking. Uh, Louis DeJoy, remember, that's the uh, postmaster general. He's already under fire for a lot of crap. Um, Louis, Louis DeJoy, uh, uh, the Republican mega donor to uh, Trump, is considering a proposal from J.P. Morgan Chase to offer banking services in post offices in a move that would give the Wall Street giant an exclusive right to solicit to post uh, postal customers. A recent internal USPS uh, document obtain, obtained by Capital Forum, which is, I guess, some sort of ser- news service, um, uh, says the Postal Service is in discussions with J.P. Morgan Chase concerning a potential uh, limited pilot test of ATM and other banking services located on Postal Service premises in several states. You know, they're trying to get their foothold so they can crush this idea of off- offering banking to the masses without destructive fees that de- de- destroys people's lives. One anonymous source told Capital Forum that the pilot would involve the Wall Street giant leasing space from the Postal Service. Uh, Senator Sherrod Brown, she's a Democrat. She's in, uh, uh, she, yeah, I think in Ohio, right? Um, she's on the Senate uh, on the Senate Banking Committee and author of Postal Banking Legislation. Slammed the reported plan as yet another destructive Wall Street power grab. Uh, David uh, Dan, executive editor of the American Prospect, warned uh, what J.P. Morgan Chase wants to do looks like another attempt for big banks and corporations to privatize our public infrastructure so their shareholders can gain while working, working families suffer. This would expand services for the unbanked, wouldn't change the terms that put big bank financial services out of reach for poorer people. It's designed just to stop postal banking from being offered with an exclusivity agreement. It's more an antitrust violation than a deal. 
Uh, news of the talks between uh, Wall Street and the uh, USP, uh, United States Postal Service, uh, comes. And remember, as uh, DeJoy is facing massive public backlash over uh, changes to mail operations that postal workers believe are designed to pave the way for privatization of the most popular government institution in the country. On Tuesday, DeJoy vowed to suspend, but not reverse, his policy changes until after the November election. Economist Robert Reich, and I, and I like Robert Reich, um, he tweeted on Wednesday that a people's post office would offer banking services to compete with J.P. Morgan and other big Wall Street uh, too-big-to-fail banks, now ripping off Americans with exorbitant fees. And he's right. I mean, that's what's going on. They don't want the competition. They don't want the competition of better banking and fair banking because that's going to reach into their damn pockets. Um, so when you're caught hiring a public relations firm to help change public's perspective and possibly save your job, you've probably already lost. <laughs> and this is more on Louis DeJoy. Man, is he in trouble. Uh, guided by a public relations firm, DeJoy and the U.S. Postal Service are now scrambling to clean up after weeks of criticism and allegations that the Trump administration was using the agency to meddle in November's uh, election. DeJoy's efforts uh, at two congressional hearings and other public appearances uh, appearances will be critical after uh, an emergency uh, closed-door meeting Saturday between DeJoy and the Postal Service Board of Governors, which will end up firing him probably. Uh, a source familiar uh, 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 tells, uh, actually told CNN, uh, that the agency engaged PR firm uh, Weber Shandwick to help manage crisis messaging and combat some of the anti-postal service and and mail-in voting rhetoric coming from the White House. Pretty crazy. Uh, anyway, and it's it's not it's actually not oh. There's anti-postal service stuff coming from the White House, but the public isn't against the postal service. Uh, they're against what DeJoy is doing to the postal service. So the, the, the firm is really to save DeJoy's ass, is what it is. And, and his ass is, is in serious trouble. So the Russian op- uh, opposition party leader, um, uh, Alexei Navalny, uh, and he's also the uh, Putin, uh, Putin's little side thorn. Putin doesn't like him. Uh, he's in the hospital for poisoning. Uh, apparently, he drank some tea at an airport or something, and the tea was laced. So Putin is trying to get rid of his uh, opposition. He wants to keep his power. Uh, he should probably ask Donald Trump to help him. Donald Trump seems to want to help Putin do anything he wants. Um, <clears throat> jobless claims are up again, uh, 1.1 million this week, or last week, I guess it is. They're reporting this week for last week. Um, we are cl- we're closing in on about, I think it's like 60 million total in, in, in what is it, uh, less than six months. Is that five months, four months, five months? No, I guess it's, is it six months? Oh, five months, yeah, it's five months. Uh, nearly 60 million jobless in five months, simply because Donald Trump 
didn't do the right thing when when the coronavirus started. He didn't shut down the country like all the other countries in the world did. And I talked about this yesterday. During the, the 1918 flu pandemic, the cities in America, and there was a study done, the cities in America that, um, that, that shut down everything are the ones that fared better economically in the long run. And Donald Trump did not know about uh, that study, so he did not do the right thing. And he, I don't think he would have anyway. Because big banks and, and big corporations don't want to lose money, and he wants them as his friend. Because he's a sociopath. So the number of people in Florida confirmed to have died from um, coronavirus has surpassed 10,000. As teachers and state officials argued in court over whether brick-and-mortar schools should be forced to reopen this month in Florida where people are dying like crazy and coronavirus cases are, what is it? Is it was it Florida that, that was up to 24% uh, infection rate? Uh, in, in Los Angeles, we're, we're at, is it 6%? We're under 8%. I think we're at 6% for our, our infection rate. Even though we have a lot of cases, we got 20 million people here. But Florida is at, what, is it 24%? I think. I, I, I didn't check that this morning. It could be lower, it could be higher. Anyway, as colleges roll back openings and primary schools begin reopening, you know, uh, high schools, middle schools, grade schools, they're uh, getting ready to uh, reopen. A new study says children spread the virus around more than thought. A study released overnight from, uh, uh, Mass- uh, is it Massachusetts General Hospital, finds children may pay- play a large role in spreading COVID-19 because many won't show symptoms. So you get you get an entire school uh, of kids running around the halls together. Let's say ten, ten of them are COVID positive out of a thousand students. By the end of the day, there should be about a forty percent infection rate. I'm thinking. This is my guess. I could be wrong. Uh, researchers, researchers tested 192 kids from the coronavirus for the coronavirus at Massachusetts, uh, Massachusetts uh, General Hospital for. Uh, for children. They said 49 tested positive for the virus and 18 had late onset coronavirus related illness. Most did not have symptoms. Those that did had a runny nose, cough, slight fever. Um, When we screened kids with the symptoms, half had the virus and half did not. And this is going to get only worse with the flu season in which a lot of kids will have the symptoms. Massachusetts General Hospital, Dr. Uh, Fasano said, the research uh, researchers um, said, given their data, mask wearing and hand washing and social distancing are even more vital to showing the spread. So if, if uh, a dozen students in a school pass everybody in the hall, the spread rate, I mean, these, this is definitely not social distancing. You saw those pictures of the schools starting up uh, last week where that girl got uh, suspended for showing pictures. This is not good. If just a dozen students in that school had it, I'd I'd say at least it it would spread from person to person to person to like six, seven, eight people. It goes up uh, uh, geometrically, I suppose. 
Uh, I would think easily 40% of the school would get uh, COVID and they'd be asymptomatic because they're children. Most of them. A lot of children die, of course. It's very sad. But that just means that they're going to bring it home to their parents and they're going to pass it to their teachers and people are going to be dying left and right. This is really bad idea. This is a really bad idea, opening schools early. I want schools to open early uh, because of, of, of the social, social reasons. Children need to learn to socialize. They need to pick up cues. But at the risk of a student, a child, killing his parent because Donald Trump told him to go to school. Killing his parent and having to live with that for the rest of his life. Do we really want to see a bunch of cases like that? I don't, personally. In California, file, fire, uh, fires all over the place. Uh, 11,000 uh, lightning strikes have caused fires all over California. Assorted fires combined. This is just from yesterday. Um, uh, if, if I exclude the fires that we've had for, for like a week, um, 60,000 acres from like 10 fires, 10 or 15 fires. Uh, if I, uh, I'm sorry, 70,000. But if, uh, if I include uh, the fires that started last week, 90,000 acres uh, are, are burning right now. Fires all over the state. Uh, and I'm sure uh, as this heat wave crosses the country, it's going to be happening in other states, so be prepared. Unfortunately, a firefighter, a uh, helicopter pilot, lost his life uh, yesterday. He was killed yesterday uh, uh, while fighting fires uh, with, when his helicopter crashed. And, of course, the fires are hindering the uh, investigation, uh, getting to the crash site and so on and so forth. So, um yeah, sad, sad, sad thing there. Anyway, uh, that's it for me today. Uh, uh, let's see how long how long did I last today? Did I did I get it? I don't think I got it under twenty minutes. No, I didn't. Oh, sorry about that. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, I appreciate it. If you come back tomorrow and tell somebody else about it and say, "Hey, just listen to this podcast once," but if you come back tomorrow, that means I have another listener, and I appreciate it. Uh, this is Peter Lawrence. Uh, reporting from Los Angeles. August 20th, 2020.